You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development. Showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. Your host, Olivia Cook here with a really cool guest. She's a spiritual life coach and energy healer, and she helps women clarify what they want and reconnect with who they really are and live in alignment with their purpose. All the way from Grand Rapids, Michigan, I've got Courtney Proctor here. Her links are in the show notes below. If you want to check her out, definitely do that. Thank you so much for joining me, Courtney. How did you get started in coaching and energy healing? Thank you so much for having me, Olivia. Um, well, I got started in, in coaching well, and energy healing, really, through um, healing from breast cancer is the short answer. <laughs> that is Awesome. Congratulations on being a breast cancer survivor. Like Thank that you. had to be, that had to be extremely scary. Like when you found out that you had like, what was that whole process like? Yeah. Well, and even I'll, I'll go back a little further just to give you um, a, a little bit of an idea, really where my headspace was when I found out. Cause that's the most important part, right? It's what your mindset is. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, throughout life, I was, I was, I lived by like this, this, the, this is how you live life guidebook. You know, I did all the things I thought I was supposed to do, like so many of us do. And, um, so I was like living this outwardly successful life, but I didn't really feel fulfilled. And I just felt like kind of restless and discontent. And between the ages of 17 and 28, I had just random health issues. So my lung collapsed twice. I had my jaw broken and reconstructed to help with some severe migraines. I had a spot of skin cancer. And then I lost three pregnancies. Two were ectopic and one was a miscarriage. So... I'm 28 years old and I did not trust my body at all. I was so mad at my body. I felt so betrayed, especially because with, with each new situation, every doctor that I spoke with said the same exact thing. You're so young. You're so healthy. I, this is unexplainable. It's a fluke. I, I don't know what to tell you. So I'm sitting here like, I don't, I don't know what to do. You know, I couldn't find answers anywhere. And um, I just thought, well, I guess I'm doomed. I just, ha I have a, I have a broken body. I don't know. And then when I was 29, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and there's no history of it on either side of my family. Um, and it was actually misdiagnosed as a cyst for a year. So by the time it was correctly diagnosed, it had progressed to stage three and spread to the lymph nodes in my armpit. So 
it was, it was terrifying. It was just terrifying to find this out, especially on the heels of all of those other health challenges. Like I, I was just like, is this the end? I mean, I just thought, I don't, you know, I didn't know what to think. Um, luckily though, my doctors were, they were like, as long as you respond to chemo and we can get clean margins in the surgery and, you know, you do the radiation, you have a really high chance of surviving and, and being okay. So that gave me hope at least in the beginning, but, um, it, it was a wake up call. It was like, I have to change if I want to survive in my life and ask and have anything other than this illness and dis-ease that I've been having, I have to change. Oh, definitely. So what, what ways did you feel like you had to change? You know, it was, that was the hardest part in the beginning because I kept getting this feedback from life that something needed to change. Right. So naturally I was trying to change all of my external circumstances, Mm. you know, like get a new job. Well, that's not working. So maybe I'll change companies or, you know, it's like buy a new house, get new friends. It's, we always try to change everything external first and none of that worked. I just kept getting the same results, which was just random, you know, illness. And so I knew enough at that point to know that it was an inside job. Like I needed to change the way that I relate to my body. I knew I needed to heal the relationship with my body. I knew I needed to find a different way of living and being in the world, but I didn't, you know, I didn't really know what that looked like. So I did what I did best being the um, studious nerd that I am. I started researching and I read all about holistic healing and energy and meditation and mindfulness. And I was just like this, like all of this ancient knowledge and wisdom felt so deeply true to me as I started reading and learning about it. And, um, in, in a really short amount of time, I think because I think it happened so quickly for me because I was under the gun. It was like, change or die is kind of how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. I was able to, um, to make some big internal shifts and really step into a more present mindful life a little bit more quickly than, um, cause I had tried it a little bit before, but I always shied away from it because I thought, um, well, that's just going to make me into like an unfeeling robot. You know, I had this idea of it in my head where I would no longer be able to feel joy. Like I'd no longer be able to do anything fun. And I don't know where that idea came from, but that that's just the image I had stuck in my head. Um, so I never really stuck to any sort of, you know, practice or, or discipline. Um, but at this point I was like, I, I have to do this. So I was able to make some internal shifts really quickly and, um, live my life in more presence. I practiced loving kindness meditations 
like almost every day for two months. And it just cracked me open in the best way. It was like, I felt alive for the first time in my life. I felt in total surrender and trust for the first time in my life. And it was like blowing my mind how I was going through chemotherapy. I lost all of my hair, all of my eyelashes, all my eyebrows. I was a uniboob as I lovingly refer to it because I had a <laughs> mastectomy and it was the way that you say that. <laughs> you can laugh yeah. about it now. I laugh about it. And I, and I laughed about it then too, because I just had such a big perspective shift so quickly. Um, so yeah, I, you know, it was a year before I had reconstruction surgery. So I, I was a uniboob for a year and I was just like, how, like, how is, how is this stage and point in my life when I am reaching all of the things I've always wanted, you know, like it didn't make any logical sense, but it's because I made all of those internal shifts. And those internal shifts are huge. And I don't think that we talk about that enough. I think that people push that under the rug because they want to have all of the exterior things. They want to have, um, they want to look a specific way. It's ego. It's such a big ego issue. And we, our soul gets so lost with inside of that. And now, now that we have social media and especially as coaches and being on social media, and it's now a whole nother ego that we have to deal with. So we've got like our regular ego and then we got our fake life, social media ego, and then we have our soul, you know, and don't let us have like other levels of added pressure, like of more people knowing us because that's, that, that just packs back on to the ego. And like, yes, let's say you hold a specific position. Like for instance, I'm a military wife. I have to be a specific that, that, that in itself Mm. is its own thing identity Mm -hmm. it's its own flippant identity (laughs) something I married into (laughs) but still you know like and in your case it's like you've lived this life of doing everything right being studious you said you were a nerd so I'm guessing you studied hard in school you did the right Mm -hmm. things and you got a good job and then you know but it's like why is this stuff happening to me then? But we don't talk enough about how we need to work on the inner part that nobody sees, you know, right. not when we're young, you know? Right. Yes. And that, that is honestly one of the biggest reasons why I, why coaching appealed to me because I, well, you know, I, I changed, you know, the mm-hmm. way that I lived my life, the way I showed up in my life changed and people noticed So I started having people coming to me and, you know, asking for advice and, um, I just, it felt so natural and wonderful to be able to like reflect their truth back to them and to be a loving, nurturing presence when they really just needed support, you know? And I felt like that was a way that I could share the wisdom that I had learned because what I, what I wanted was for other people to know this truth, that it felt like, like the truth of who you really are, it feels like is withheld from us. 
yes. in this culture. And I, I just became astonished by the fact that this stuff is not taught in school. How mm-hmm. is this not taught? And we're not taught how to handle our emotions, to deal with our emotions, to uh, think of, to, to be aware of our thoughts and our inner critic and how fear makes us do things or not do things that really are or aren't in alignment with our highest and best good. So that, that was really, you know, a factor in my um, decision to go into coaching because I thought this is, we need help with this. I needed help with it. And um, I do, that's, I love helping other people with it now. What are some of the things like starting out when you started out coaching that like you realized, cause I, I feel like for me specifically, like I thought I had all this confidence and I was so gung ho when I first started. And then this whole thing called imposter syndrome pops in <laughs> and like all of the other stuff that comes in with it. And now, especially nowadays when with coaching, it's the wild west online and yes. you don't have to be like certified. So it's like, it's, it's in and, and then finding clients and all of that other stuff. What were some of the, the like struggles that you dealt with when you first started out? Yeah, well, that's a great question. And I am very, I believe wholeheartedly in authenticity and transparency. So um, I am, I'm still struggling with that right now. I'll, I'll be, you know, uh, I'm putting my hand up as still on the struggle bus in that area. I don't love social media. Um, it, it's, it takes a lot of time. And some of that has to do with, with my own um, fears, you know, things that I'm still working through with the imposter syndrome and, and the fear of using my voice and um, being seen, you know, these are things that I have made immense progress in, and there's still room to grow. Absolutely. So it it's not, um, it's just not natural for me. And I also I don't know. I, I just feel like it, it, sometimes there's a hard time making those authentic connections, um, on the platforms of social media. So, so yeah, it's more like word of mouth and, um, leaning into serving, showing up where I can and trusting that that's going to lead me to the people that, you know, are ready to be helped and the people who I will be able to help the most. So it's not a great, and I, I have a business degree, I have a master's of business administration. So this isn't um, a great business plan. Like this is not something that people would say, Hey, this is how you grow a business, but it's, it's where I am and I have to honor that. So, Oh, definitely. I appreciate that because yeah, people will get on here and they'll be like, oh, well, you know, I didn't have these problems. So I appreciate your authentic answer. Um, I myself, like I'm going through it with Instagram today. Just like, Mm. I just, I don't, I'm, I'm a Facebook girl. Like call me old. I don't care. Like I just, I started with that platform because it's like, that's the thing you have to start with one platform 
Right. And focus on that platform and get that to grow. And so now I'm like, okay, well, I kind of want to like do more with Instagram. Like that's like, I should be on there more, whatever. So I'm like, I'm actually trying. I get messages from like spammy people about like, oh, well, you need to do this and you need it. I'm just like, I, I got so annoyed. This happened today. And then I see Ed Milet. I'm telling you, God speaks to me through Ed all the time because Ed said, stop being so hard on yourself. You need to like, take a, like, you know, you need to give yourself some grace. And so mm-hmm. I shared it to my story and I'm just like, Ed always makes me feel better. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just one of those things. Like I really, it does take so much of your time. It does. And you don't want to spend all of this money for like fake people to like, like your stuff and the vanity metrics of having all of these, you know, followers. And it's just like some, it can get so overwhelming. So I've literally like, I post and I interact with my comments and I leave. Like Mm -hmm. I, I try not to scroll because if I'm not feeling the best, like I need to be feeling like an eight or above before I start scrolling. Cause if I'm six, nah, that's going to make me automatically start to feel bad about myself. (laughs) Exactly. And that is great self-awareness to have because otherwise we can just, we can get so pulled into that comparison and I'm less than, and I'm not good enough. And, you know, we measure ourselves against other people who are further along in their journey or who are just living a different journey altogether. You know, we are, I, I firmly believe we are all here to, with a specific purpose and something that we are trying to learn and grow and create. And, and, you know, we're all trying to evolve and that looks different for everybody. But it's just, it's difficult to remember that, especially when you're not feeling great about yourself and then you start scrolling. (laughs) Yeah. And you're in the moment, like Mm -hmm. it's just, it's a hassle. Um, So I want to talk about how you do some of your energy healing with your clients. Um, What does that kind of look like, especially now that it's like a lot of virtual stuff? Uh, Yeah. Um, Well, Energy um, is not really time or space dependent, which mm-hmm. sounds woo-woo, but um, so yeah, it's it's pretty pretty much the same as as in person. And I find it to be really effective to use it with uh, particularly challenging patterns or where people are feeling, really, really stuck in the moment, you know, because we, we all have usually like two or three core wounds, core patterns that, uh, we find really challenging throughout life. So what I like to do is just incorporate some energy healing in the session. And, um, so it'll maybe be, I don't know, 10 minutes or so of an hour long session. And the rest is, you know, verbal uh, coaching and whatnot. Um, And then sometimes too, if I get an email from a client and they're just feeling they're like really in it in the moment, (laughs) I'll send them some healing to try to shift things a little bit. And I have found that it's, it just helps make the, 
the coaching and the work that they do a lot more effective because everything happens on the energetic level first before Mm -hmm. it happens on the physical level. So it's, yeah, it's a beautiful compliment to coaching. Do you, since we're talking about energy and everything, do you um, listen to Abraham Hicks at all? I do. Oh my God. Listen, I've been like binging her for the past like a week and a half. Like, cause I've listened to her before, but like really like, just like with everything that's been going on. Cause okay. I'm going to side note, like sidebar. I've, I made my 2021 prediction like in December. Okay. I said, you know what? We've been isolated for the past year, brainwashed under our own methodology, you know, whatever we wanted to get brainwashed under. And now we're supposed to all come back out and play. And um, that's not going to go well because of how just on the grand scheme of things, you know, the, the regular people that I'm, I'm starting to realize how many, like, I'm loving the fact that so many people are waking up, but I'm not going to ignore the fact that there are a lot of people that are still like, just crazy sleepwalking. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I'm like, you know what, we're going to have more mass shootings and boom two last week. Well, when, as the time we're recording this, but seriously, like, and it's the summertime, things get hot. Natural disasters are also going to be worse. We forgot about the ones that happened in 2020, but there were like 13 major natural, like hurricanes that happened. The world was on fire, like crazy Mm -hmm. things. Right. Mm -hmm. So now we're already starting to see that with the tornadoes that happened last week and, um, just the earthquakes that have already happened this year, you know, there's a lot of these things going on. Right. And so I, I say all this to say that we've, we're moving into a different stage right now because 2020, it was either really good for you and you looked at it on the right side or it was complete crap for you. And, and I, for me, it was a lot of year. It was a year of growth. Like Mm -hmm. I, the internal work I did was crazy, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, unfortunately a lot of people aren't doing that, but that makes it the way that our world is now, it makes it so important for us to be doing what we're doing and continue to show up. Because yeah. so many more people are going to need us now because it, it the world we're living in, it, it's really altered. Yeah. I, yeah, I think you're right about that. And I think that, um, you know, that the evolution of our species, the evolution of our planet, we're at a time right now where more people are waking up. And as more people wake up, collectively and we raise the consciousness of humanity collectively then even more people start to wake up and it almost feels like this um i don't know like this stuckness or it's like the call it's but it's not the calm it's like before a volcano erupts you know there's like this pressure mounting mm-hmm. and it feels like really dense and tense. Like, it's a I very can, tense feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like, I can, I can feel something's about to happen, you know? And I think that that is like preceding a lot of awakening that's going to be happening. And I, 
I hesitate to use that word a lot because it, it means different things to different people. It can be a really charged word, but um, you know, by that, I just mean becoming aware of who they really are that, you know, I'm more than this body and more than this mind and yeah, starting to do the deep work. And to me, it's like, I'm getting to the point now that I'm so much more aware of the spiritual world and the spiritual sense to everything. And I'm just like, how do these people not know (laughs) that just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not real? Like, (laughs) yeah. Well, and it's so funny because I, I was that person Mm -hmm. for most of my life. (laughs) And I, there was always this sense of, you know, I always kind of sensed energy uh, more deeply. Like I'm an empath, Me too. but I didn't know what that meant. You know, like growing up in the eighties and nineties, people didn't talk about that like they do now. So I just got the message from adults and my peers, you're too sensitive. You, um, you know, you need to like feel less, you need to cry less or whatever. And so that really disconnected me from my feelings because I was like, oh, okay, this part of me isn't okay. And it's not welcome here in this world. So I have to shut down my feelings, you know? And it was also so confusing because I had no clue that I could pick up on other people's energy and emotions. So I'd be just like rolling through my day And then out of nowhere, I would suddenly get so sad or so upset. And I was just like, like, I don't know where this is coming from. And it was just so confusing because I had no idea what it was. How have you learned to protect your energy when it comes to that? Because I'm also an empath and 2020 was very challenging for me when it comes to any time, like this might be TMI, but I don't care. I like, that's just how I am. I, anytime I would be close to my period or on my period and go to the grocery store, dead, like Mm. super stressful. Like I need to go on with my headphones in hoodie on, like, don't bother me because the, like when COVID first started, people were so crazy. And I I found myself helping other people in the store that I didn't even work in. Like, just because they were so stressed out. Right. I'm like, oh, please let me help you. Like it's not, and it would be, and I'd I'd come home and tell my husband, I'm like, don't you ever make me go to the store. Like these people are crazy. It's, it's giving, it's making me so, and now I don't deal with that same issue because I've realized, but like, I, it's still something that I really have to work on not taking on all of the other emotions of other people. And it's hard. It is. Yeah. Because it takes a lot of awareness it takes a lot of awareness. So what I, what I used to do um, when I drove into the office and, you know, worked in an office with a bunch of other people, I would um, in the morning before I walked into the building, I would check in with myself. How am I feeling today? Like what, what's my energy like? What's my state of mind? How am I feeling? And then I would go into my office and throughout my day, I would just be aware of 
how am I feeling now? You know, what has changed, what has shifted? Or if I noticed that I was suddenly like pulled back into the present because there was a really strong emotion present, I would kind of go through like looking at my thoughts over the past couple of minutes and, and try to hone in on, um, is this because, am I feeling this way because I start, you know, something subconscious came up or am I starting to worry or whatever it is so that I could start to learn the difference between something that is my own and something that is not. So that's, that's how I, um, sort of taught myself what is me and what's mine, what's not mine. And then, um, I actually learned from, have you heard of Jeffrey Allen? Yeah. Okay. So he does, um, he teaches this permission rose exercise where you basically, uh, visualize a a rose out in front of you, like at, at the edge of where your aura would be essentially. And it always stays in between you and other people and other people have their own permission rows and only what you allow past your permission rows can get into your space. So if somebody is, um, I used to have a coworker who was like a real close talker and she would always walk into my office and, and stand so close to my desk. And I was just like, we don't need this, but with the permission rows, you, if someone starts to get in your space physically, you can adjust the distance of it so that, you know, it comes closer into your body as mm-hmm. somebody gets closer to your physical space so that they're still not entering your energetic space. So I love that visual. That is so cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I'm totally going to start doing that. Yeah. And that, that has been really helpful for me too, because it also just helps me to be aware of, okay, this is my, this is my own energy. This is my own space. And I don't have to suck it all in to my body. Like I can take up the space that I deserve to take up Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I don't have to let other people into my energetic space if it doesn't feel good. Oh yeah. No, I love that. Cause sometimes I'll just be like, Oh, just letting it all in. No, no, I don't need to do that. Um, and I, I mean, like I said, I've gotten better, but I, I hadn't actually talked to anybody else that had dealt with the same thing. Mm. So I'm so happy. I asked you that question because I, you just helped me. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. And grounding too. I found really, really helpful. Yeah. I love being out in nature. It's Mm. just my, like, I love to go hiking. And now that I live in the Midwest, it would, when I lived in Florida, I would be at the freshwater Springs because the freshwater Springs were just like, it's fresh water, super cold. So you get like, it's like that, you know, how Tony Robbins talks about, you know, getting into a different state of, Mm -hmm. you know, like doing the, um, ice water plunges and stuff like that to get in a different and cold showers and you know all that other stuff which I've done that um now I I don't feel the need to like make myself that uncomfortable all the time (laughs) but yeah (laughs) but on a nice 
hot summer day in Florida. It is oh, so yeah. nice to just jump in like what I think the water is like 50 degrees or something. It's just, so, and it's the only water that feels good to get out of, but it's still so refreshing. Um, yeah, I don't know where it's going with that, but yeah, though, I love to be in nature and sometimes I'll just go outside just to stand on my front yard. Yes. Be out in the sun and ground, or even if the moon is out there, like just, oh, you know, I love the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I have this weird obsession with the moon. (laughs) What? Tell me about it. I just like, I feel so connected to the moon in a weird way um, that I can't really put into words. And it really just started, honestly, a few years ago. It was like, you know, after I, after all the cancer stuff and when I, um, when I got more into my spiritual self. It's just this, like, I just feel so heart connected to the moon in, in a way that, yeah, I'm just having a hard time finding words for, but I love it so much. After I read the book, Do Less by Kate Northrup, um, it talks about how we, cause I wasn't ever like really into like my period or anything like that before. But in her book, she talks about how we can basically line up with the moon. And I also do think that that's why women are more connected to the moon yeah. anyway, in, in general, because it's like, we literally are like, we're, <laughs> our bodies are either, we're either new moon or um, full moon women, right. like, unless we're in, in blue light and indoors does take us away from that. So we're not always going to be like starting that time, but still, I think it's the coolest thing because I'm, I think I'm a new moon. So like when it's full moon out, I'm like, oh, all these other people are going crazy and I'm feeling great because it's like, you know, that that's like right when around my ovulation time. So like I'm feeling amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah. that's why I like the moon. I don't know if that has anything to reason why, why you like it, but yeah, well, I actually, um, I had my ovaries removed after the cancer because the type of cancer I had estrogen was a food source for it. So my, my doctors recommended, um, well, I could either get a pill shot into my stomach for ever and ever amen to stop my period, or, um, I could have my ovaries removed, um, So, and I had to go, I would have had to go into the hospital to have the pill shot into my stomach. I couldn't just do it at home because it was really large. So I just opted to um, have my ovaries removed rather than do that every month. (laughs) So I don't have periods anymore, but I definitely feel the different energy of the different phases of the moon, you know? And um, sometimes I, I like to work with that energy and, you know, in just like the way that I'm being and the way that the work that I'm doing on my inner self at that time, because it's, it's so, yeah, the pull is so powerful of it. And it feel it is like divine feminine. It it just feels so loving and, and divine to me. I mean, it controls the tides. It controls Mm -hmm. so 
much. And I think, you know, we just, we just ignore it. And when my, when I was younger, like I was like five or six, my father was like, you know, your cycle, when you get one, when you're a woman, it's going to be just like the moon. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Told me about this stuff. And I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Like you're flipping weird. (laughs) Like, okay. Having this conversation with my dad, I might not have been six, but I was, I was like, maybe 11 or 12 actually, but still it was just like, well, still you're like, what? Yeah. That'd be hard to comprehend. (laughs) It was. And now that I understood, I was like, Oh, that's what he was talking about. (laughs) I think that our parents tell us things when we're younger, but we don't really understand. They, they had, they needed to tell it to us a different way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like my mom was like, always tell me, well, you're the company you keep and this and this and this. And I didn't like, it didn't really register until I got older and I was making friends with different people. And I'm like, oh, I really am like the people I hang around. And when I hang yeah. around better people, I become better. Mm-hmm. Like, because I can't be a bum. Like that just, <laughs> that, what? you know what I mean? Like, I can't have a group of friends and be like the dumbest one, the brokest <laughs> one, like none of that. Like, I don't, need, I, I don't, I definitely don't want to be the richest because I'm not. But, and I want to be around people that I can learn from, but we all learn from each other. You know what I mean? But yeah, absolutely. Well, in, in people that you, hopefully you hang out with people who inspire you and motivate you and, you know, they, they see the best in you and they help you to get better. (laughs) That's, that's another thing that I want to talk about actually is because I find that with my clients, it is people overlook the friends that they have. Mm, They don't mm -hmm. take that type of stuff into consideration, those type of relationships that they have. And if they can be toxic or they don't necessarily fix those. And I'm really big on open communication, improving relationships because many relationships can be fixed. Those that can't can be left. You don't mm-hmm. have to keep that toxicity in your life. Yeah. But I don't think that um, people really talk about that much. Did your life change a lot when you, like after you started um, your journey, did you lose or gain friends? Like how did that happen? Yeah, I definitely um, shifted to a different crowd, you know? I mean, some poor people remain the same, but, um, I, I, I started hanging around people who were more into self-development and, you know, I became like super obsessed with yoga. I love yoga. And so I was hanging around all these yogis and, you know, not, not every yogi is the same, obviously, but as a general rule, they were more, um, into self-development and let's talk about deep stuff and, you know, like, let's go get a coffee after yoga class rather than let's go drink all night on Friday. Yep. 
So it, it um, yeah, the, the relationships changed and, you know, the way that we communicated with each other and showed up for each other definitely looked different. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, um, I've moved around a lot. So my friendships have changed. Um, and when I moved here, I, um, I didn't have a whole bunch of friends in the beginning obviously. Cause like, I, I didn't live here before and, um, I've been here for like two years now and I feel like I have way too many friends, but they're all amazing people. Like, and so I don't want to get rid of these amazing people, <laughs> but I became intentional with the type of friendships that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I, my biggest goal was to find people that inspired me to be a better person in some aspect of my life. So whether it be, cause I want to be a parent one day, whether it be being an amazing mother or being amazing at, you know, business and entrepreneurship or, you know, personal, just a lot of different avenues. I have grown so much because of the people I've put myself around in addition to the work that I've done on myself, my, myself, but it's so hard to do that work on yourself when you're not in the right, you know, environments and community, you know, and it's really hard with the isolation of COVID and um, just the way things are right now for a lot of people to make those connections. And I feel like community is something that we're lacking so much, you know? Yes. A hundred percent. I have, um, I've kind of struggled feeling like I fit in a lot of my life and, um, cause I'm more like, I'm quieter. I kind of more talk in energy, <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously I can use my words and have verbal conversations, but, but I just, I don't love, um, the like big, loud, hey, look at me all the time because I have a hard time speaking up in those scenarios. And because I'm a little quieter, like even my voice is a little quieter, oftentimes my I'm not heard, you know? And so mm-hmm. it feels like, um, yeah, it just feels really shitty because I feel like I don't belong and, and rejected. So I have wanted as part of my bigger uh, long-term vision for my business, I really want to create a community that's going to be such a big part of it. Create a community of authentic women who are wanting to connect to other authentic women who are doing their own work. And so they're showing up from their true self. and they're here to mirror back your greatness to you. And, you know, this community of connection over competition and where we all really get the fact that your success is not my failure. Okay. And then I can celebrate your success without making it mean anything about me. You know, it can just be yours and I can truly be happy for you. But, but you also have to understand, and you, this is something you obviously understand that is 
what is for you is for you and what is for them is for them in this universe. And, you know, I heard something from Abraham and I was like, God, this is just so true. And, you know, me being a Christian, I had to like, you know, switch it up a little bit for myself, but it was really like her saying, like, it is just the most arrogant thing for you to believe that this universe is not abundant enough for you to have everything in the world that you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm just like, when she, when I heard it and I really thought about it, I'm like, how dare I question the <laughs> abundance and love that God has for me? You yeah. know, yes. like, and with you speaking on that, um, just the community of authentic women, like that's what I've been building with my like friendships. And I'm just like, it's so, so powerful when you have a friend that you can go to when you are at your lowest, because we don't share our business on show, social media. We don't just, like we don't do that. Right. But having those people that are there to be sounding boards for you yeah, and the ones that you can share your accomplishments with, because I struggle with sharing accomplishments because I don't want to brag, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I don't, or it's like, nobody cares. Like, you know, right. And it's so hard, but me, like when other people share their accomplishments with me, I'm so happy for them. I'm genuinely happy for them. I don't think it's anything against me, but so like that, that actually sounds so cool and appealing to me because there's, there are women like that in this world. Exactly. Yes. I know that there are. And the fact that I want to be part of a community like this and trust me, I have looked, I have searched, I have tried <laughs> and not, not to say that it doesn't exist. Just, I haven't found this community that I'm looking for yet. So, um, you know, I, I would love to find it. I just haven't yet. So that's a, a, a big piece of what I really want to do is to create that community that I have just really been wanting. And if I want it and you want it, I know other people want it too. Oh, Definitely. Definitely. So what else, this is my last question. What else do you see for your business in the next five years? Oh man. Um, I would really love to grow it in the way that, um, where people come in and work with me and we get, we unlearn who they think they are. And I help them to learn who they really are, help them to discover their purpose and what they really want to do. You know, clearing, conditioning, limiting beliefs, all of that, and really um, just guiding them to, to live from their heart, helping them to see and own their fullest potential. And then I would really love to have um, some partners that are, that work with me so that if somebody wants to start their own business or if they already have their own business and, and want some help with it, there's like a, a strategist that they can mm-hmm. work with, maybe a financial person, or if they just want to change careers or something like that, um, there's a career coach that they can work with afterwards so that they're still 
and I can continue to provide support while they're, you know, working with these other people so that there's like this, you know, holistic um, way of working with us and, and really creating the life of their dreams. That's my biggest, highest vision for Atman Collective. That so, is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on it. I trust and believe that it will come. You know, we, we look at things, you know, the day-to-day grind because we're living it. We're living this journey. <laughs> but I mean, think about, think back two years ago. Mm-hmm. Think about yeah. how much you've grown, you know, right. and changed and evolved and progressed. And it might not seem like we're doing that much right now. But when we look at the whole thing, we doing something, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me. And I, I learned so much in this episode. <laughs> like you really like, I'm really going to use the whole rose thing. I'm going to really start to, cause I do check in with myself a lot. I'm very self-aware, but I'm going to start doing that more. So at the beginning of the day, I start my days with, you know, listening to only positive things. I'm, I'm very like strict on that and being off my phone mm-hmm. for the most part until seven 30 in the morning when I start posting and hearing like, I'm on my phone, like to listen to positive things, but I'm not connecting with other people, you know? So, but I'm going to start implementing that. So I thank you so much for sharing all of these tips and, you know, I hope that other people found it helpful as well. Yeah, you're welcome. I hope so too. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great talking to you. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.